Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we're going to feature a show from our 2000 season, 21 years ago, and it starts right now. From the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests. From San Francisco, Savoy music recording artists Roy Rogers and Shanna Morrison. And from Nashville, Tennessee, Ramp Records recording artist Michael McDonald. Right now, here's your host, Nick Forster. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to E-Town, where we get together every week to listen to some great live music and talk a little bit about the world around us. It's great to be back in Chautauqua Auditorium, a great old, uh, old space that's been around for more than 100 years, has seen a century of music and lectures and uh, some theater, some high-minded discourse, uh, a little rock and roll, and uh, more than a few E-Town shows over the years. Speaking of rock and roll, we have with us this week one of the most distinctive singers in American pop music history, and he's uh, far from done. Michael McDonald's best known as the lead singer for the Doobie Brothers, although he sung on records by Quincy Jones and Steely Dan, Patti LaBelle, Kenny Loggins, and tons of other artists. He is a songwriter who left his home in Southern California, moved to the center of the pop music universe, Nashville, Tennessee, a few years ago, and he's just put out uh, his first new record in quite a few years. And it's been a few years since he's been here at E-Town, so please welcome him back, if you would, Mr. Michael McDonald. Good evening, everybody. Great to be back in E-Town. We love it here. First, I want to introduce uh, some people I brought along with me. My lovely wife, Miss Amy Holland McDonald. And my good friend uh, and partner, we've written a lot of songs together, and uh, Bernie plays guitar with me in my band, Mr. Bernie Cheravelli. This is a song uh, from a Blink of an Eye album, and it's uh, a song that uh, we had the great fortune of having recorded by Miss Bonnie Raitt on her live album, a song entitled Matters of the Heart. Touch. He 
take uh, just a second here and introduce uh, this great band, E-Town's Favorite Sons, the E-Tones. On mandolin, as I mentioned earlier, Mr. Nick Forrester. 
his lovely and talented wife, Helen Forrester, going to join us on some vocals. On drums, Mr. Christian Thiel. On bass guitar, Chris Engelman. And on keyboards, helping us out tonight, Mr. Ron Jolly. This next song we're going to do for you is a song that, a uh, single from my first solo album I did for Warner Brothers many years ago. A song entitled, I Keep Forgetting.
Thank you very much. The E-Tones, ladies and gentlemen. That sounds pretty good. It must be so cool to have such a distinctive voice, such a great pile of songs, and everybody loves to hear them, and the musicians love to play them, and you get to go out and you do your thing, and it's so complete somehow. That only happens here in E-Town. You know, oh, it does, like, okay. Fantasy, yeah. <laughs> a lot has happened since you were here the last time. You moved from Southern California. That's right. What did right. you do that for? We, uh, my wife and I, Amy, uh, we just wanted to try our hand down there. We had a lot of friends down there and some family, so we, we And you kind of moved out into the boonies a little bit. We are. We're out on a farm in the middle of nowhere. I don't know how old your kids were when you moved, but you know, to go from the mall to the barn is probably a big change. You know, life hasn't changed all that much. They usually sit on the couch with a channel changer, whether they're on the farm or at the mall. You know? Now, your son has played a little music with you too, right? I understand. That's right. He's a guitar player. Is he bitten by the bug? Is he going to do the whole thing? You know, he may. He's kind of taken the year off a little bit for some other pursuits, you know. But uh, he came out and played with us last year. We created a monster. So uh, we, when we, by the time we got him home, we couldn't live with him. So it was, uh, <laughs> He uh, was thinking it was his show or something? He, or? he actually informed me that he thought the best part of the show was him. And, uh, <laughs> uh, he pretty much put it to me that way, too, you know. So you know you've really done your job, but at least he's not lacking confidence no, as he goes no. out into the world. And, and what else? You have a new record. have a new album out that uh, Bernie Cervelli produced a couple tracks with me on and wrote a number of the songs with me on. Tommy Sims is one of the producers on it. And the name of the album is Blue Obsession. Which, um, if you don't mind my saying, it, it is kind of. I mean, the album is, there's so many songs of lost love and loneliness and uh, looking for some little ray of hope that I wondered whether or not you had, you know, bought Hank Williams' old house or something when you moved to Nashville. It's just... Right. Well, it's the blues, you know, yeah. so I guess... Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there any kind of musical collaboration or a dream gig that you haven't gotten to do yet? Well, you know, I've, I've just had such great fortune without really planning anything you know uh, I've been very lucky to, to play with a lot of people that I've admired very much you know yeah. over the years and uh, I'm not sure why I, I've been so lucky but I, I found myself time and time again in, in situations that I only dreamed about you know yeah. and uh, we, we have some theories about that why you've been so lucky well thank you. Um, it has to do with the fact that you're really good well, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Is there a time, can you imagine, where you won't travel and play music? And if so, what would you do? You know, I'm, it's hard to say. I, I think, like everybody else, you know, when you do a job, you think about, what would I do if I didn't do this, you know? You know, for me, most of my life experience centers around my family, you know? And so even my traveling and music is all kind of part of that. And it's hard to say. I mean, with the kids, that's really our central, central focus yeah. at this point. You know? Now, I know, know you're thinking about homeschooling your kids. Yeah. And now that uh, homeschooled kids are winning spelling bees and stuff, that's uh, maybe a good idea. Yeah. And you check with me in about six months, yeah. you know. And I, uh, it's a great adventure for us, and I think it's yeah. going to be a wonderful thing. We're a little daunted by the whole idea, but we're gonna, I think we're going to enjoy it. Now, I mean, with my kids, I always wanted to be there for them. Yeah. And I found it was hard because my life as a musician didn't lean that way at all you know and uh, 
So homeschooling was really kind of a, an ultimate conclusion for us. Well, next time, bring your kids, and we'll ask them a few questions and see how you're doing. See how they're doing, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that could be a, a real sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, Michael, thanks for uh, stopping by again. And, and Nick, uh, my pleasure. Let's get right. back to some music. Once again, welcome back, Michael McDonald. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the E-Tones.
Thank you. From Nashville, Tennessee, Mr. Michael McDonald, along with Bernie Cheravalli on the guitar. His wife, Amy McDonald, singing some harmony of its E-tones back in the mouth. Michael McDonald, he's going to be back a little later on in the show. We'll be back with more of this special show from our 2000 season after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, you're listening to E-Town. We've got Roy Rogers coming up, and no, this is not with Trigger. Uh, it's the San Francisco slide guitar player whose motto is chops, not chaps. Just to keep that clear, he's also got a great singer with him, uh, Shanna Morrison, is coming up. But first, I want to tell you that it's time for the E-Achievement Award, something we do every week to honor an outstanding volunteer, somebody who took the time and the initiative to make their hometowns or neighborhoods or other places a little stronger in some way. And here comes Helen Forster to tell you about this week's winner. Thanks, Nick. This week's winner was nominated by Anne Lambert of Los Angeles, California, and listens to E-Town on station 1031 there in LA. And she wrote in to say, I'd like to nominate a woman I recently read about who is devoting her time and her resources to saving orphan children in Haiti. Her name is Susie Kraybacher, She's a former Playboy magazine pinup, now living in Aspen. And what I find fascinating is, here's a woman who could be living a life of leisure that most Americans would covet, yet she splits her time between the United States and Haiti and spends the majority of her days working on behalf of these unfortunate kids. Through her nonprofit organization called the Foundation for Mercy and Sharing, she has drastically improved the miserable living conditions that these kids have been subjected to and supplies them with much needed love and nurturing. The letter continues, I think Ms. Kraybacher fits the Achievement Award winner profile to a T. Signed, Anne Lambert. And Nick, we managed to track down our winner who joins us in person this week to tell us more about the work she's doing. So let's bring her out with a warm E-Town welcome. This week's winner, Susie Kraybacher. Your life sounds like a pretty remarkable transition, if you don't mind my saying so, hanging out from half to going to Haiti and doing that whole thing. I'm, I don't mind you It's saying. a remarkable it's story, truth. it sounds like. What, uh, what made this change happen? I think that because of what I did in Playboy when I was 18 years old, I was a kid, a young person, and at the time had different ideas of what I wanted to be. I certainly never would have dreamed in 10 bazillion years that I'd be taking care of 1,654 kids. I 
didn't want kids, didn't like kids. And now I have 1,600 of them. Yeah. So, uh, so what happened? There must have been a time where you suddenly looked around and looked at your life and decided you wanted to do something differently. There was a time like that. Um, I had an antique business in Aspen, and I thought my life was going along just fine until my husband came home one day and said, honey, you're losing all of our money. Please stop working. <laughs> so I had to make a decision of what could I do. I have minimal education. Um, so... Um, I went into a, a very deep depression, and I spent a lot of time watching documentaries on starving children, and I watched a documentary on Mongolian sewer children. The capital city had a crisis at this time seven years ago with children who were fleeing the orphanages and running to the sewers to live there with their siblings and raise them in the sewers to live off of whatever they could find to live right. off in the sewers. And um, the reason was is because the orphanages there were using the children for child labor. So I told Joe, my husband, this is where I have to go, you know, this is just what I have to do. So we did buy the tickets to go there, and someone from church came up to us and said, I think it's really good what you're doing, but I really have a problem that you're ignoring Haiti, which is 500 miles off the coast of Florida, and it's so close, and you would never believe in a million years the kind of poverty that is there, and I guarantee you that it's worse than Mongolia. He said, please change your tickets, and I personally will take you there. So, so what did you see when you went down to Haiti? What was it like? The first place that I ended up was a 27-square-mile slum that had 500 people jam-packed living on top of each other that used to be, well, it still is, a garbage dump. And my first thought was, geez, you know, we got to clean up this place and, you know, clean this garbage dump up. But then I decided for some weird reason to spend the night there. And I slept in a lean-to with 17 other people. And the next morning, my whole universe changed because I saw them going to the garbage dump and getting everything that they needed to survive from the garbage that I wanted to clean up. So you decided at some point to focus on kids? Yeah. Um, the pain you see face-to-face, -face, not on television, but when you actually go there and you see the children... It's so shocking to see such a look of terrible pain and desperation and really agony because in Haiti you're lucky to survive till you're five years old. And um, we just lost a little boy yesterday. The child died of tuberculosis and when I found him he was a train wreck, had been laying in the dirt for approximately four days and had bed sores so deep that his bones were protruding from the bed sores. So I thought he would have died from that if anything, but it, tuberculosis got But you in. created some kind of a place, a haven for these kids. Absolutely. Um, my husband and I did sell the antique store and all the furniture and it gave us just enough money to build the first building that we were going to use at first as a clinic. Then I realized um, we were feeding them and the kids were getting better and the next thing they wanted, and understandably so, is to be schooled. And, you know, we're actually starting to think about these kids are growing up. What are we going to do about jobs for them? And we're working on a program for that now. And you go down there. How often do you go down? Every other month. Every other month. You bring stuff? You bring supplies with you? Oh, yeah. Um, last week, American Airlines gave us a Boeing 757 empty and said, Susie, fill it up. So we got 30,000 pounds of food donated, fill it up with diapers. I go through 7,000 diapers a month. Wow. So you've been doing this for how long now? This is our seventh year. Seven years. So you had this comfortable scene in Aspen. You're hanging out. You're doing things. You're looking for some direction. You find it. 
and you move, go to Haiti, you see an obvious need, and uh, fund this work and build this program that's now s helping, you know, 1,600 kids. You're doing it for seven years. Is there a time you're going to slow down and settle back? And uh, Before, I can say that the most exciting thing in my life was probably deciding which color of blonde I was going to be this month. Yeah. And this is the best job I've ever had. Yeah. Well, jeez. <laughs> Very cool. Susie, thanks so much. I, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to tell us about the work you've been doing. And uh, we're going to give you this framed Achievement Award certificate in honor of all your efforts. It's an honor. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. Once again, that's Susie Kraybacher, winner of this week's Achievement Award. Thanks to listener Ann Lambert of Los Angeles, California, who nominated our winner this week. For the folks at home, if you'd like more information about Susie Kraybacher and her foundation, contact us. Or if you have an idea of someone you feel deserves some recognition, someone you've read about or know of who's doing great things in their community, send in their story. They could end up on the air. You can reach us here in E-Town on the net, info at etown.org, or write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Hey, everybody, it's Nick Forster with a message from the future. It is 2021, even though we're listening to this show that was recorded in the year 2000. I just wanted to clarify, even though um, this story is from 21 years ago, Susie Kraybacher and her crew are still active in Haiti, a country that has been ravaged by one challenge after another for decades. Susie and her team at what's now called Haiti Children have continued to help as many people as possible in all kinds of ways. For example, after the big earthquake in 2010, they expanded their efforts to include general humanitarian work on behalf of all those affected with food, shelter, especially access to potable water. They have built wells, planted trees, created employment opportunities in Haiti, and they now apparently serve, I think, up to 1,600 people a day in one way or another in Haiti. So good job, Susie, someone who many years ago was inspired by some folks who were in need, and she took that first step to make a difference and then added up. I know Susie had a rough go when she was growing up in her own life, and so this work has also really helped her on her healing journey. If you want to learn more, their new website is really simple, HaitiChildren.org. All right, now we'll go back in time to the year 2000, to the stage at Chautauqua Auditorium for more music and conversation from E-Town. I told you before that we have Roy Rogers here along with uh, Shanna Morrison. Roy's parents thought it would be fun to name their son after the famous cowboy star. But it wasn't cowboy music that really turned this Roy Rogers on. It was the blues of Mr. Robert Johnson, King of the Delta Blues. It set him on his path. He has been playing and producing records mostly in the Bay Area for 20 years, not only for himself and his band, the Delta Rhythm Kings, but for others like John Lee Hooker, a couple of which won Grammy Awards. He's joined by Shanna Morrison, and she found her voice along the way with a little help from her dad also, Van Morrison, is her father. She joined his band in 1993. She's been singing ever since. These two just made a new record together, so let's get to the music, if you would. Please welcome to E-Town for the first time, Mr. Roy Rogers and Shanna Morrison.
my old man never told the truth I didn't want to, but I found out Bitter and resentful at being accused So convincing when he would shout Words it call late, but not at all. Or be so attractive to the birds, buffered from every fall. Sounds great. Hey, Roy, was I, uh, um, is that uh, been a good thing or a difficult thing for you, making a name for yourself with a name that's already famous? You know, it's never been a curse. It's always been a blessing in disguise, to be honest with you, because it's always interested people saying, well, why are you named Roy Rogers? They, yeah. they say, well, that's, something's incongruous for that, you know, playing the kind of music. And, but, uh, Did you have to learn cowboy songs just in case they showed up to see him? No, I never did have to do that. Okay. I, thank God I didn't have to do that. But uh, there's actually a great story that uh, I love to tell. Uh, I was actually nominated for a Grammy the same year as Roy Rogers, The Cowboy. Wow. True story. Wow. And they, we both stayed in the same hotel, and they completely screwed up the phone calls. 
It's a true story. Wow, so, so you got Dale on the other line or something, or what happened? Uh, I'll have to keep this okay. private. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> How did you two meet? We both perform for a foundation in Oakland, California called American Legends. And uh, over time, got to know each other and what we do and yeah. got together. How about you? How about being Van Morrison's daughter? Is that a helpful thing as a person who's trying to make a name for herself? Gosh, I don't know. I guess it's a double-edged sword. No, it's definitely a good thing having my dad for a dad, though. Yeah, so. I bet. But, um, Although I bet he's know. a pretty unconventional dad, I suspect. He's not like the dads on TV, if that's what you mean. Right. But I heard a funny story about when, uh, he was, when you were just about to start singing and you were studying, getting a business degree, he had his opinions about that. Yeah. He, uh, he doesn't like business people. So... <laughs> We get the picture. Yeah. And uh, what's on your agenda? What are you guys hoping to do? You have a new record, and uh, is it getting the attention you hope it, it can and will? Or? Actually, we're very happy with the attention the record's getting. Uh, we decided to go the, the independent distribution route because uh, we wanted to keep a little bit better control of it. So, so far, so good. Cross your fingers, though. Yeah, I, th I think it's great. You know, when you can forge your own uh, path and make decisions based on the music rather than the marketplace... I think it's a good thing, and I wish you both a lot of luck. Let's get back to music. Got another tune picked out? Well, we want to do a duet. Am I playing on this? Yes. fall in love It will be head over heels now Take no prisoners, baby And no my daddy dear Find myself a woman Who really knows how to love me She will drive me wild and crazy but have the power of the dove When I fall in love It will be forever after Nights full of passion And days filled with laughter I will find myself a man Who is full of devotion I know she's out there I know he's out there Looking for me I hope it's not too late To find my man Fall in love like never before 
you'll know the feeling is real living alone no more living alone no, no more lying in wait you see a brand new world and have your maid of faith I know she's out there I know he's out there looking for me I hope it's not too late Find my maid of faith I hope it's not too late To find my maid of faith I hope it's not too late To find my maid of faith Thank you. That's Roy Rogers. And Shanna Morrison. Along with James Scoop McGuire on the bass. I'm Nick Forster. We'll be back with more from our special show featuring Michael McDonald, Roy Rogers, and Shanna Morrison, recorded back in our 2000 season after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like KRCB in Santa Rosa, California, on WEVL Weevil in Memphis, Tennessee, and on KDTR The Trail up in Missoula, Montana. As always, if you'd like some more information about any of our guests this week or anything that's going on at E-Town, all kinds of stuff can be found online at etown.org. We are going to go back to the stage at Chautauqua Auditorium to hear more from an E-Town show that was recorded back in the year 2000 with, of course, Roy Rogers and Shanna Morrison and special guest Michael McDonald. I just want to say to those of you who probably have this idea and you have this kind of impression that Michael McDonald is a good dude and he's a nice guy, I absolutely want to confirm that. He's been on E-Town a few times. I even ran into him off campus one time. He's a super nice guy. Um, really down-to-earth, talented musician, um, and it was just great to be reminded of that when we listened to this show. So here we go, back to the year 2000 on stage at Chautauqua Auditorium for more from E-Town. Would you welcome back once again Mr. Michael McDonald. This next song is uh, a Doobie Brothers song. 
So if you know the words, help us out and sing along.
Thank you. Thank you very much.
Mr. Michael McDonald, Bernie Taravalli on the guitar, Amy McDonald, harmony vocals along with Helen Forster, the E-Tone, Michael McDonald, his latest CD. It's called Blue Obsession, out on Rap Records. We're gonna do one more song. I wanna thank everybody for being part of the show this week. This is one that might sound familiar to all you Marvin Gaye fans out there. From Nashville, I wanna thank Mr. Michael McDonald, once again, Bernie Charavelli and his wife Amy. Our award winner, very inspiring story, Susie Krabacher. Thanks so much for being here. Tell us about your work down in Haiti. Uh, also from San Francisco, I want to thank Roy Rogers and Shannon Morrison. Did a great job. Of course, the E-Tones. Helen Forrester. I'm Nick Forrester. Hope you can be with us next week, right here in E-Town. You do me wrong and still I'm crazy about you. You seem to help me more and more But each other makes my love stronger than before I know flowers go through rain How can love go through rain? Ain't that peculiar, man? Peculiar Peculiarity This is a production of E-Town. All right, everybody, that's the way it sounded back in the year 2000, live at Chautauqua Auditorium, Roy Rogers, Shanna Morrison, and, of course, Michael McDonald and our E-Achievement Award winner, Susie Kraybacher, doing so much to help people in Haiti. That is a prototypical classic E-Town show that we wanted to share with you. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.